in the endless reaches of the universe there once existed a planet known as Krypton, a planet that burned like a green star in the distant heavens. One of the planet's leading scientists, sensing the approach of doom, placed his infant son in a small rocket ship and sent it hurtling in the direction of Earth just as Krypton exploded. Because of the amazing powers that this child possessed, he grew up to become what mankind knew only as Superman. Superman was believed to be the sole survivor of Krypton's destruction, but what many don't know is that two others recently made it to Earth. Lacking the superhuman abilities of their predecessors, they have taken it upon themselves to educate, entertain, and maybe even annoy humanity instead. They may not be faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. But they are... Ben and Vicky! We are indeed Ben and Vicky. Thanks, intro. <laughs> I'm so glad we made that to introduce us. What, because you think that if it introduced someone else, this would be awkward? It would be extremely difficult to explain what the prop chosel is without a proper intro. Well, now that you mention it, what is the prop chosel? <laughs> the prop chosel is the show designed to fix life's little annoyances and big annoyances. Annoyances all around, really. That's right. <laughs> the prop chosel is annoyances all around from your radio. <laughs> We're going to fix some things that maybe aren't even annoying that will result in more annoyances. What we're trying to say is the prop shows will make your life better for over one person. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, us. Is that the person? <laughs> Results are only guaranteed for over one person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot that me and Vicky during the week conjoined ourselves. It was <laughs> quite an elaborate operation and probably unnecessary and, I was like, uh, again, I annoying. we become conjoined. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, if she made the proposal, how can I ignore it? <laughs> But uh, really, I should have, like much of this show, I should have just ignored it. <laughs> yes, we're traipsing through our uh, our duo. We're no longer a duo, our uno. Our uno. <laughs> and uh, we'll be making some proposals at you, dear so, listeners. So the prop showsel is we propose things to fix what we see is wrong about the world. For example, that Subway was pretending that they invented breakfast. We proposed that they stopped that because breakfast was obviously invented by the Vikings when they attempted to invade England it's and like, on an empty stomach. Yeah, yeah. I have I heard those Vikings were quite angry. <laughs> Just one of the many things Breakfast that we was actually invited, <laughs> invented by my dad because I get so angry if I haven't eaten. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You, you think that he was the genius that came up with breakfast? He's like, we need to give this girl something as soon as she wakes up because she's tired and hungry. This is a deadly combination. But up until now, no one else had felt that way? No, because oh, okay. I hadn't been born to be as obnoxious so as did, I truly am. What did people do? Like, When was the first meal before Vicky's birth? Yeah, I don't know. There was no food before I was born. Oh, he yeah. invented food in general. I know. Well done, Rodney. <laughs> I really thought he would have got more credit for this. I know, right? And now he's just a working man. Yeah, it's, it's like... Uh, humble, humble, if you will. The Vikings and Subway are stealing all Rodney's credit. I know, poor guy. Rodney of uh, Rogic fame, for those who listen often. I think that'll clear things up. <laughs> I can't remember what Dad's Rogic was. It was well, obviously. something about how I was saying that we should do something in case we get murdered. And he's like, well, if I'm murdered, I won't care about it. <laughs> Probably reasonable assumption. Speaking of deliciousness in the morning. Yes. I, uh, I mentioned... Is that your uh, nickname for my dad? It could be. Yeah. <laughs> Is that his name in your phone? It was... It was uh, Rodney, my... deliciousness in the morning? Yeah. It's, in brackets? It's Rodney's stripper name now, I think. <laughs> 
he's he's one of those early rising strippers. Oh. <laughs> like we're not gonna for the bakers crowd. Yeah, usually for the late night. You know, we want some people who are tip big. We're gonna get yeah. the hot, sexy women for you know the twelve a.m. shift. That's right. But we need th- someone for the bakers and tradesmen. Yeah, maybe some uh, early postal workers before they hit their shift. <laughs> it's like I newspaper delivery uh, boys. Yeah. I, the milkman, that guy was really in the need of some stripping. He is stripping. missing some strippers. They have to go to bed early. They miss all the other strippers. Yeah, so Rodney, I don't usually hire middle-aged men. But, but he was, yeah, they got down to R on the list and he said yes for I, some reason. Yeah, I really appreciate your enthusiasm and your uh, ability to gyrate to girls, girls, girls. He's a man who aims to please. <laughs> he invented breakfast for me and he strips for the people that no one else will strip for. It's quite an and undertaking. And happy birthday, Rodney. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm surprised that he had the mental capacity after a full morning of stripping to come and invent breakfast. Well, that's why he invented it. He's like, this is practically midday to me and why is Vicky so angry with me? <laughs> I'm tired. I've just been stripping for this palatial apartment that I'm renting for the two of us. Yeah, I better put this. I could earn some money off this gyrating. Yeah, that's right. He invented stripping, actually, but that's another wow. story. Yeah, before that, people just took their clothes off for free. So oh, okay. you can really blame him so for that. So they had stripping, but he had thought of he thought of the tipping system. Well, that's why he invented breakfast, because everyone was so angry that people had to start paying to see women with their clothes off. Mate. So, so uh, he, he basically stayed up all night, Rodney. Yes. He's like quite the inventor, so he doesn't have time for sleep. No. And oh, so... No. <laughs> someone else Get hadn't invented Satan. sleep Rodney's yet. sleeping. What is this? And so... Cats uh, obviously invented sleeping. We all know cats invented it. I, I didn't know. I'm learning so much already. <laughs> he, uh, he was like, after a full morning's worth of stripping and pole dancing, whatever he got up to... I feel like I need something in my stomach. I yes. know food. I know breakfast. Exactly. Bam, another Rodgic invention. <laughs> so I hear you have a hypothetical for me. Yeah, well, as I was tenuously segueing in before. Yes. Speaking of early morning food. Oh, right. I see. So this is your first proposal of the morning that you have a hypothetical for me. And it's yeah. not the morning either. Yeah. Snap, I propose we get the time of the day right. It's Motion passed. When I mentioned in our first episode of the season that we had a 14-hour flight delay yes. uh, before we were going to holiday. Uh, we had some time to kill, and so part of that time we killed by eating Chinese food. Ah, oh, okay, yep. During that breakfast, I just uh, was pondering a question that I asked my sister mm-hmm. that I thought that maybe I'd get your feedback on as well. Okay. So it was basically a, a typical would-you-rather. Oh, oh, okay, yes. So would you prefer to have... An- rather or prefer... Well, uh, are we in Britain or England? <laughs> or England? That's right. You heard me. Are we in Britain or it's America? A, it's a very uh, local dialect. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think people rather things in America. Would you rather sounds more like the usual question, but yes. let's not get hung up on that section. I like rather okay. rather than prefer. Would you rather? Well, I uh, rather rather over prefer to begin with. I'm glad we established number that. one. <laughs> Would you rather have an Asian baby or mm-hmm. a baby sized horse? Oh, they're wh- both really cute. Now, while you think about this, here's some further information. Okay. They're both basically pets. Can the horse talk? It can't talk. It's mm. just a regular horse. Okay. Well, except for its size. What? It's a baby-sized horse. Yeah. Oh, as in a horse baby or a human baby? No, no, no. It's a horse, but it's the size of a human baby. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. I was like a teeny tiny horse that yeah. could basically live in my pocket. Exactly. Cool. Well, if you've got a big pocket, I guess. Maybe a backpack of some kind. <laughs> I could hollow out my stomach and keep it there. That's one possibility, but <laughs> I think you've already proposed some kind of 
radical surgery to keep t-shirts there. Yeah, that's right. Past episodes. I don't know why that's your go-to. Hollowing out pieces of my body to keep yeah, things it's in. Because like, uh, I'm a woman. They don't put pockets in our clothes. It's the only solution I have. Why not bag? Bag seems to be <laughs> <laughs> better than radical surgery. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they, they're basically pets. You don't have to feed either of them. They take, awesome. They take care of themselves. So okay. it's like... If you think the baby will be more work or something, that's okay, not really that's a factor. That's not a worry. All right. They both go in a litter tray, so you don't have to oh, clean up after them except either. Except for they have to clean the litter. They have to change the litter but or they change their own litter? Maybe as they get older. But they don't physically age. Oh, all right. So it's like they stay small and cute forever. I don't love babies. I know that's a horrible thing to say. You think that when they're quite small, they don't have the personality or something? I don't know. I used to work as a kindergarten teacher and I love kindergarten age kids but babies babies just don't do it for me well this could be like crawling age so they can do cute stuff it's not like it's just gonna lie in a cot all day for some reason i just feel that i would be more attached and have to change my life more for the baby like that's i don't know maybe i just can't put behind me it's hard like, to explain when someone comes over like oh you're not looking after your baby oh no well don't worry it's one it's of those after itself. automatic yeah. asian ones it's like you know how you've got automatic robots to clean the carpet or the roomba <laughs> yes yeah this is the roomba equivalent of, yeah, of that's the right. baby yeah there's one in tasmania called the eye robot and what does that do? It's it's the it cleans your floors by oh, itself. Okay. Yeah, it's I the know. I just Roomba. I was quite quite afraid that it was iRobot. I'm like, no way is that coming into my house. Yeah, yeah. I know how this ends. If Will Smith has taught me anything, that we should destroy this yeah. as soon as we can. I know. I was like, thank goodness they're advertising this. This is going to change our lives as we know them. Yeah, Isaac Asimov probably has some copyrights on that company as well. <laughs> so you would choose the horse. Yeah, that just because was... I I can't choose a baby. Like my whole body is ingrained to think. If I have a baby, I have to care for it and take and be there and take care of it. Like, I don't know. I just yeah, can't. you think instinctually your maternity instincts will kick in. <sighs> so I've heard, but it's yet to happen. <laughs> Fair enough. But you've been scarred from working with kids before. I love kids, but they're a lot of work. But not as much as tiny horses. I just would feel less guilty with a tiny <laughs> horse in my life. I think that's the right answer, that... Both my sister and I went with the tiny horses. Well, For that so. reason? Oh, just less guilt? It just seems like, I guess you can, an Asian baby is a real thing. Yeah, that's a tiny, the problem. A tiny horse is like, you've got one chance at this. Yeah. And I'm not like, hey, come over and see my baby. People are like, mm, I can just go on Facebook and see a million. I'm yeah. like, hey, come over and see my tiny horse. <laughs> if it was a tiny unicorn, I'd be sold. Well, it's not. We're still working on those. <laughs> well, today's theme for our playlist is uh, foreign language tracks. So we'll start off with Nina's 99 Luft Balloons. Uh, if you have a comment on anything we've talked about so far, from uh, breakfast to stripping to would you prefer a tiny horse or an Asian baby, you can text in on <laughs> how 04... Is this, how is this the first segment of the show? <laughs> you can text in on 0427 767 767. And that is... 0427 PMS PMS. Is it? Yeah, I heard wow, that one during amazing. the week. That's a good one. Welcome back. That was Nina with 99 Loft Balloons. <laughs> <laughs> I think this hour will be a series of songs that we will have difficulty pronouncing. And judging by the fact that I can't even pronounce difficulty, it might be <laughs> quite <laughs> the native language is a struggle, yeah. then I can't see how this isn't going to be. <laughs> so I had something that I wanted to get your feedback on, Vikai. Yes, which was during the week I was listening to Hamish and Andy. Oh, okay. And I heard a clip from one of their segments that... That's weird. I would have assumed you just heard the show. Well, I heard the show and that included <laughs> one of the clips. 
basically they were doing a segment where it was Jay-Z and Beyonce were talking about their relationship. Right. And I'm not they, immediately interested. Well, apparently before their relationship, they had been talking on the phone for a year and a half. Wow. Okay. Before, I guess, they started officially dating or whatever you want to call it. That's intense. That's a long amount of time. Well, that's that's what Hamish and Andy were talking about. Where yes. they were saying that... When do you give up? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they just took it very literally. So they did a skit where they For the they entire were, year and a half. Yeah, so it was like a year and a half of conversation. What do you talk about? And I just dribbled it in and, and pulled pulled onto the, the back stick because I was quite strong on a back stick shot back in the day. And then that was when I had to... I had to so are you asleep? No, no. So you're just very quiet. Yeah, and I'm just thinking and listening. I'm taking it all in. What's, what's that noise? I don't know. Are you, are you playing Xbox? Nope. I can't hear anything. Well, you've obviously just muted it. Yeah, sounds good. I was listening to this clip and Hamish said something in particular that made me think maybe he's giving away some secrets. Okay. And Regarding? So, uh, re- National regarding security or no, police uh, operations? Relationships um, of males. Ah, okay. Um, and he used a specific phrase that I was... Like, wait a minute, that's my go-to phrase here. Really? You have yeah. a go-to phrase? Oh, I've got many. <laughs> <laughs> but he he used one in particular that... Of the two of us, Ben is better at relationships, bizarrely. Really? Because that's, that's not saying much at no, all. No, I know. What are you trying to say about me in relationships? No, if I'm better than you, then oh, we're okay. both horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are both horrible people. <laughs> that no one could ever love. Welcome to the prop show. Yeah. If you, I propose that if you want to date us, think Don't. again. Yeah, just, <laughs> you should see a doctor. <laughs> so the phrase that he used. I don't propose that at all. I'm fantastic. I'm breaking free from you. I know that we've become an Uno, but I'm surgically unattaching wow. myself. I'm great. You should date me. <laughs> so um, the phrase that he used during during a dull moment of their year and a half phone conversation yes was i'm just taking it all in right and that that is like a very i think useful phrase in a relationship for girls and guys is this a, a unisex use well so far i have never had a girl say it to me okay well like actually maybe i did maybe i think that actually is what happened when i was in high school once I asked a girl a question or something. And she was, was the like, question, what are you thinking? No, I would never ask someone that. Why? Because that you would ask what you're thinking? That's like the... The danger question. There's, there's two questions in a relationship. That's yeah. the second worst one. What's the first one we need to talk? Yes. Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> we need to talk? Okay, it's just more of a statement. But there's two things that you can say in a relationship. And yeah, we need to talk. Those are the two things you can say in a relationship. It's going to be boring. <laughs> no, well, like, I've been... I've, Not just those phrases then. You I've can been, say other things. I've seen girls that I was like, am I in a relationship with at the beginning of, you know, getting to know someone? Yeah. And then they would be like, what are you thinking? And uh, I'm like, no, I'm in a relationship. Oh How did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> and so it's one of those questions that you're like, well, I'm not going to answer this truthfully because I'm thinking stupid stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. if girls really knew what guys were thinking, they wouldn't ask that question. Well, it's really worth knowing. Exactly. <laughs> so I think we've mentioned on the show before, one of our teachers 
uh, asked her husband in high school what he was thinking. Yes, and he's like, no, I don't want to tell you. It's just so stupid. She's like, come on, honey, I want to know everything about you when they were like newlyweds. And um, he's like, no, really, you really don't want to know. And then she's like, no, come on, I want to share everything with you. And um, he was like... I was wondering how many different types of grass there are in the world. Yeah. But a good wife would help him work it out, I say. Well, obviously she was not up to snuff. <laughs> Their relationship probably ended soon afterwards. Yes, that's right. Um, and he is now the world's biggest grass biologist. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's good to know. Um, so, I, yeah, I was like, well, how do you come back to this? And I think that Hamish's line of I'm just taking it all in Yes, is... The, a good, what are you thinking? Yeah, answer? because the other option is like you could say nothing about, yeah, nothing is that's the truth a lot yeah. of the time. I'm not thinking anything, but then they think you're lying. Well, I am usually not thinking anything if I'm not talking, but right. I'm always talking. So. <laughs> well, that's true. When people ask you, what are you thinking? Then it's like, well, okay, I can say about you, sweetie, but that comes off as insincere after about the fifth time. <laughs> That people easily tricked, so I think you can get away with it more than is probably realistic. People are easily tricked, yeah. Benjamin Moore, <laughs> 2013. No, uh, people, compliments go a long way. Like, I've been in situations where I can tell someone's giving an insincere speech, and I'm like, well, they're not going to fall for it. <laughs> Look over to the person they're giving a speech to, tears. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, they totally fell for it. So where is this, I'm just taking it all in going... I'm just saying that he. I think he's giving away too many secrets. Oh, right. And so I was like, well, now the secret's out there. We may as well help some listeners. All right. How, what do you propose? I just propose that if you're stuck in a relationship and someone's you're like... you're stuck in a relationship. You're trapped in that question. Oh, okay. So what are you thinking? Yeah. And it's like you've used up all your I'm thinking about you babies <laughs> and I'm thinking about nothing and you don't want to give the honest answer of how much grass there is in the world. <laughs> We've had a text come through. What are you thinking about? Never get them to ask again. Look them in the eyes and just say murder. Oh. <laughs> that is so much better that's than even I'm just taking it all I'm, in. Yeah. But that's also a way to get them to never see you again. Or to potentially go to jail. But either way, <laughs> I'm liking the style. I had a couple of texts come through regarding how to solve the what are you thinking about dilemma in relationships. Mm. I accidentally told the truth. Wrong. Didn't go well. (laughs) The truth is never going to get you anywhere, Vicky. I have recently learned that. I think if you go back to... too genuine were bandied about by my coffee guy. Can I quote you? The only way to get someone to love you is to lie. (laughs) So we've had a couple of SMSs into how to get out of honestly answering what are you thinking about. One SMS suggests launch into a song that mentions thinking, e.g. Usher or someone who has the song Let's Get Married. Thinking about all the years we've been in this relationship is the quote from that song. What if you're I think just... it's actually thinking about the years we've put into this relationship as someone who frequently posts that song on women's walls hoping for a response. My issue is that that seems like some something you might say to someone you're in a serious relationship with. That's true. Or they also suggested any country and western song ever. Oh, really? Yes. So just should someone say, what are you thinking? Just bust straight into... The Taylor of, Swift um, or something. I was going to say Keith Urban. Yeah, that works okay? too. <laughs> it seems like that's if you want to be um, serious and soulful. That's never my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> I'd much rather potentially humiliate myself and get a punch than be loving and get a kiss. 
Oh, and that's a quote. For the day. It, it gets me into trouble, <laughs> I can't but potentially humiliate myself. But then and I don't. Get a punch. Then I don't have to show my true feelings ever. So, phew. I know. What was I thinking? I have not learned anything from your relationship. <laughs> no, my what are you thinkings are always laying the foundations of a relationship. I'm like, I'm thinking, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I'm thinking I only want to see you once a fortnight. Yeah. Ben's perfect relationship. At best. <laughs> no, I remember you saying I would like it if I had a girlfriend mm. who just hung around at my house but I didn't have to interact with her. I'm thinking... So you really want a cat. I, it sounds like... A cat. From your description, it sounds like I want a sex spot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that was, Sorry, that I was just jumping to conclusions right again. from the horse's mouth. Do you. From... The miniature horses, right? Yeah. Oh, well, we already established you can't talk. Damn. We can't blame him for that awkward quote. <laughs> There's also been another text. Uh, it's a great way to implant a thought into your partner, like Inception. I'm thinking I need a new bag. I'm thinking of how sore my feet are. Thinking we've never done it hamburger style. Uh, hopefully they pick up what? a clue and act on it. Hamburger style? Yeah. Is that like, You've never done it hamburger style, obviously. Is that like Gangnam style? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done it hamburger style. I'm intrigued now. I'd like it. What's your definition of hamburger style? Well, I'd like to propose a definition of hamburger style. Uh, text in on 0427 767 767. I, I, I would imagine it's similar to burrito style. When I was in Cambodia, yes. we went out for dinner one night and the waiter or like, you know, I guess he's not technically a waiter, but the guy who brought me my food. Why is he not technically a Because waiter? it was like an open air place where people were just kind of trying to... So you to... take away his job title. No roof, no respect, Benjamin Moore. <laughs> no, because waiter seems more official. This is very free form. Oh. So it's like the guy I didn't that... realise he had such a strict uh, definition of waiter. <laughs> I do, apparently. Oh, yeah, this apparently. was like, I think if you, do you saw him... you believe in out-of-uniform policemen? Yeah, but that's more undercover. (laughs) This guy wasn't an undercover waiter. Okay. (laughs) He didn't sneak up to you in a different outfit and wait on your table and sneak away. No. (laughs) I'll be your waiter for tonight. Don't spread it around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wink, wink. I may bring you some food. I may not. What of it? So the guy Just tell me what you want. Just tell me. Come on. Make it snappy. If I wanted my, I think it was noodles or pork or something. Pork, I think it was. Not in noodles? Just pork on a plate. He wanted it. Another position. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe he was coming on to me. I'm, I'm uh, not sure anymore. But he asked me if I wanted it Cambodian style or Gangnam style. Wow! And I no was way. like, if, obviously Gangnam. Yeah, if I can get it with some kind of uh, oh, dancing oh, horses oh and my everything. Gosh. Oh, sorry. I just got a text through. Yeah, go on. Buns and meat, hamburger style. Mm, is that the actual definition? I think it might be. I don't really get this. I like to think it's hamburgerless style. <laughs> Where you dress as that devil. <laughs> Everyone is like very into role play at, at McDonald's. <laughs> Did I tell you I have a friend? Did I tell you I have a friend? Mm, this is news to me. <laughs> I know. Did I tell you I have a friend who's a police officer? And we were talking about how he, he should captured go. the hamburger. I know. And. <laughs> Children around Australia cried. No. Oh, did they cheer? Or it's like, finally, he's eluded capture for all these years. I have two stories to tell you about this. Let's put two cabs on the rank. Right. Number one, he said, next time I go to a crime scene, I'm going to say, was he wearing white and black stripes and had a bandana covering his eyes? And when they say no, obviously cross hamburger. <laughs> <all the worst. laughs> That's good. I like <laughs> It will ease you into um, being interrogated, I think. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> I saw on uh, Facebook someone f- posted a photo of 
someone at the Melbourne airport who was dressed up identically to the burglar on The Sims. Really? Yeah. When he walked, did he go... I didn't see. It was only a photo, but I can presume yes. So, I never trust a man who's carrying a bag with dollar signs on it. That is a giveaway. <laughs> so what's your other, uh, your other story? I can't remember. Oh. What were we talking about? <laughs> the hamburger. Ah, but it was something else. <laughs> never mind. All right. Well, while Vicky contemplates that, shall we go to a song? Yes. Uh, this is Here, Comma, Alex, I think. Close enough. Yep, by Detotenhosen. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> And now, it's time for more Tales from Cambodia. (laughs) I really love that intro because I convinced Ben to put an elephant in as I tell everyone every week, but it still makes me so happy that I managed to get an elephant in that intro. I'll have to secretly replace it with like a macaw or something one week and you'll start tearing up. You're like, what happened to my elephant? I know, I'll be so sad. Uh, We've had a text in regarding Here Compt Alex. I like to think that song was the main theme from Rocky, but done from the perspective of the Russian bad guy. Ooh. Um... (laughs) well, I guess we here at the prop shows will like to think of it being about Ben's best, second best friend. Oh, slipped up myself there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yep, and Australia's ex-boyfriend. Alex. Alex, Alex Tan. <laughs> well, unless Alex did play Ivan Drago in Rocky. Oh, mind blown. He is a busy guy. <laughs> He's got a lot going on in his life, that kid. I mean, they look nothing alike, but you never know. They, they can do amazing things with prosthetics. They can. They really can. So, uh... I should probably tell these tales from Cambodia since we played the intro theme. Well, would you like me to play it again? Everyone loves an elephant. You just want to play it again, don't you? I do want to play it again. I love an elephant sound. Go ahead. All right. Let's go through it again. And now it's time for more tales from Cambodia. Here it comes. Elephant. That was the director's commentary version. Yeah, I know. Because I was wondering what we were all thinking as that intro was playing. Uh, we were all thinking that? That's good news. <laughs> I was just taking it all in. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, good to know, good to know. Where we left off, we had not yet reached Cambodia. No, we were discussing how sky ships were frowned upon versus <laughs> planes. So well done, world on accepting planes. <laughs> so I will finally tell a tale from Cambodia. No, this is an actual tale from Cambodia. It is indeed. So it is still a lie because we said tales from Cambodia. And more tales. So yes. Yeah, well, maybe Until next week next it won't week, be a lie. Yes, the intro is a lie, except for the elephant because elephants never lie. Their gentle souls only tell the truth. And they never forget. They never forget to not lie. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was Superman that never lied. I didn't know elephants could even. He actually got that off elephants. You, you learn so much. Here. I know, from elephants. You learn a lot from elephants. How, how would an elephant even tell the truth, though? Like, communication in general it seems to consist of trumpeting. Two trumpets for yes, one trumpet for no, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so, sure. All right, well, I'm Jeez. glad we established the, the law of the jungle. How did I end up with you? <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I can't believe I got this far in life without knowing that basic know elephant communication principle. ever trust anyone if you didn't have an elephant to back it up. Uh, I'm like, is this guy for real? (laughs) (laughs) All right, you're on. (laughs) So speaking of hot air balloons. Yes. I I went on a hot air balloon flight in Cambodia. I got accused of... I guess we weren't talking about hot air balloons. No, we weren't at all. I got accused of not having segues this week. 
accused. By who? What do you mean this week? Your Honour. This week someone said you were terrible at segways. Oh, during the week. We were on segway, so I couldn't tell what he meant. The scooters. <laughs> yes. Mm. We're in a segway gang, so I'm like, that really hurts. Are you talking about my conversation skills or my stand-up scooter skills? And he was like, both. You're terrible at both. Uh... And I was like, hey, I'm concentrating. It's my first time on a segway. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time to make segways while I'm riding one. <laughs> How can Superman never lie? Question mark, says a text. He pretends to be a news reporter most of the time. His whole life is a lie. That's true. I think, like, for Smallville, they definitely dropped that portion of it. But if you go watch the old Superman movies and the Superman Returns... Maybe he's more of a, um, what is it? Not evading, but, like, leaving out the truth. What's the word for that? Omission. Mm. Yeah, live live omission. omission. So should someone directly ask him, are Are you you Superman? Superman? Then he might Two trumpets have... would go off in the distance and he'd say yes. He's like that uh, James Bond. No, not James Bond. Austin He's Powers. He's like James Blunt. He can't lie. I am beautiful. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? No, not at all. <laughs> He's like Will Farrell's character in Austin Powers, where yes. if he gets asked the same question three times in a row, he has to tell the truth. Ugh. So it's like, are you really Superman? No. no. Are you really Superman? No. no. Are you Superman? All right, yes. you got me. If he asked that question on an Indian savannah. Sure. We've also had a message. I once borrowed $20 from an African elephant. Doesn't shut up about it. What? <laughs> so they're also quite stingy or yes. something? So elephants are stingy. They don't lie. Oh, maybe because he, he never forgets. Oh, I okay. I thought you were getting at the fact that uh, African elephants are stingy. Where was he keeping the $20? It's a question for the ages. They've got, they use their tusks like spikes at a, a restaurant. You know how they put the receipts on one of those... <laughs> They carry around notes on. Yeah, yeah. They can carry money and uh, various other food things. Yeah, like I imagine just it's like... It's beard. It's like a giant shish kebab, so you can... <laughs> I'm imagining it's like an old man's beard. Like, oh, oh yeah, what, You never know what Tuesday. you're going to find in there. Well, probably a chin, but who can be sure? <laughs> I'm afraid of beards. I don't want to go too close. Could be a punch in the face hiding behind that. You're afraid of beards? Beard fit. Mm. Beard fit. Do you want me to uh, talk about hot air balloons or are we oh, done for it? Should we play the intro again? No, <laughs> we don't have time for this. All right, tell me of your tale of Cambodia. I went on a hot air balloon. I don't know if you heard. <laughs> They're, uh, if flight, if you know, plane flight is yes. statistically the safest way to travel, Yes. I would like to propose hot air balloons, least safe way to travel. Really? Well, who's travelling in a hot air balloon? Who's like, oh, crap, I'm running late to work. The, tra- the, te- the traffic's going to be terrible. I'm either going to take the scooter or the hot air balloon. I know. I'll quickly inflate this giant, yeah, exactly. <laughs> giant bag and sail gracefully to my Thank destination. Thank goodness I have a basket and a giant tarp. <laughs> I, just, I just really hope the wind is blowing in the direction of my work. <laughs> uh, yeah, Antarctica so again? <laughs> it's like one of those... Now I'm going to need to borrow $20 from an elephant to get home. Bam! Let's go to a song. <laughs> No, please, tell me your story. It seems like there's so much that could go wrong with hot air balloons. Yes. You've got, first of all, a wicker basket. You do. That's, like, I feel like we've got to the stage where, despite the basket needing to be light, wicker should not be the best medium for this kind of thing. What do you want, like, chain mail? I want something sturdy. So, like, maybe some kind of metal or, like, even wood seems safer than wicker. (laughs) So there's, like, a lot... I don't know. If you get, like, a hole in the basket, you've got... there was. It's not a very big basket. They said up to 16 people can fit in this thing. Okay, so I'm saying wicker's not bad, then. No, it just seems like this is just one aspect that can go wrong out of 
a contraption built around aspects that I'm just is wondering ready to what break. it is that you're suggesting. What are you proposing is better than wicker? I said like wood or metal or something. Oh, that just wouldn't float well. How do you know? <laughs> if it can lift <sighs> 16 people off the ground, surely we can <laughs> add some wooden support here. <laughs> and then. So you're saying let's take 15 and have a steel bucket? Sure. <laughs> yeah, just. Well, we had 12 people. Okay. It was super cramped. You were in danger. You just were afraid of danger the whole time you were overseas. Uh, going to another country is like going to the. The island from the Hunger Games. It's like <laughs> you. everything could kill you <laughs> until I'm back I home. I thought and... that's living in Australia. Well, I'm used to the impending doom here. So this is like new dangers that can somehow surprise me. Like if we've got redback spiders. Yes. Right? So that's I, not a shock. I know how to deal with them. Do you? I don't. Scream. That's how I know how to deal that's with them. That's one way. You know? <laughs> if, if they've got fire spurting up two centimetres above my head on a balloon hundreds of metres into the air. That's not an experience that I've learnt to yet deal with. Yes, okay. So that's a new danger that I have to adapt to. So you see everything as dangerous and still proven otherwise? It's not a bad way to go. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's one aspect. They're inflating this balloon, right? And you see in Australia, or at least Melbourne, my experience is hot air balloons only fly at about 5am in the morning because it's usually got to be the most calm conditions. Well, I've noticed that my um, university flies one and I just really wish they would improve their teaching quality rather, rather than, than spend money balloons. on a hot air balloon. Pretty much. Well, Why uh, don't we use that hot air balloon for all of our teachers to get together and have a meeting about their relentless pursuit of mediocrity? <laughs> so I'm listening to their safety demonstration and this is not taking place at five in the morning. This is like an evening flight. Ooh. And you got the red eye balloon. <laughs> pretty much. And you can see why they don't do it at that time of day because the things are blowing everywhere. Ooh. So they're shooting fire up into this giant balloon and it's inflating, but they've got to use fans to keep the hot air directed towards the balloon. Yeah. And because the balloon's flailing everywhere, it's just a very thin parachute material. The fire is like licking the sides of the balloon. <laughs> I'm like, that looks very flammable. <laughs> uh, am I really going to be hundreds of metres up in the air with flames and... This- it does seem like a lot of dangerous things in the one situation. Exactly. Like there's fire, there's height, there's other people, there's a rickety basket. I see where you're going with this. Yeah. So combined, it's quite exciting because it's like I could die at any moment. I don't find that exciting. Well, it's... It's the experience once you've landed. You're like, huh, I didn't die. I'm enriched now. <laughs> and not to mention... The world is a beautiful place. We're flying over... allowed to be in it. We're flying over a crocodile farm a bit about no halfway. No way, you did not. You just made no, that up. No, I'm serious. You seriously made that up. They, I can show you photos. No way, you flew over a crocodile farm. Yeah, I'll put it did on the website. Did they snap at your little feet? I was too high up to tell, but probably. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hot air balloons least safest way to travel, I propose that they stay for purely entertainment purposes because like, they're doing the, the, the safety speech. The mm-hmm. guy's got a really thick accent. Mm-hmm. The giant fans... <laughs> Just to are, make it worse. Yeah, the giant fans are blowing the hot air. I can't hear anything anyway, let alone having to try and decipher it from his accent. So he's speaking, I'm like, well, I hope you know what you're doing because I've <laughs> got I no, no idea, idea what's going on. <laughs> and as, as we're up in the air... All this black goo starts dripping down. 
And I'm like looking at it. I'm like, well, that seems like a mistake because there's all these. The balloon is bleeding. <laughs> pretty much. It's like it's bleeding black blood. And there's all these tubes that you're like, oh, well, the goo's supposed to go into them. But it's like not even going down these tubes. It's just dripping onto the floor. And he's like, don't worry. That's cool. That happens all the time. So, like, none of if this that was... so much, why do you not have a plan for it? Yeah, it didn't really reassure me very much. Text line, if the hot air balloon had caught fire, Ben, what would you have done? It's up in the air when this happens. That's what we're saying. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do anything. I would have died is what I would have done. <laughs> I would have died. Yeah. That is my solution to this problem. <laughs> so, just saying, if you're going on a hot air balloon, know that you're doing it at your own risk because... It's kind of scary. And if you can think of something more dangerous than a hot air balloon, please text us in on 0427 767 767. Can't be done. Nothing more. 0427 uh, pop pop. (laughs) I can see you're not, please. You are fear of death. (laughs) Ben's having flashbacks. I've got to go to a song. It's amazing that I survived. This is Katy Perry's last Friday night in Simlish. I've got to uh, somehow work Ben out of this PTSD (laughs) while we're in this song. Shozel, Ben and Vicky, Katy Perry, Simlish, what's more to explain? I know some people are texting in going, what the hell is going on with this track selection? We're yes, doing- we've got a text. I came in late. Please explain today's songs. What? Obviously, that song was in Simlish. Yeah, Obviously. I don't know how it wasn't self-explanatory. <laughs> Over the last couple of weeks, we've been acting out some scenes from... From some favourite misheard movie titles. Yes, and one that Vicky's mentioned a couple of times on the show. Close to my heart. Stephen, close so- to my, not very close to my ears, though. No, definitely not. <laughs> very far away from my ears. It was whispered, and I misheard it. She misheard Silver Linings Playbook as Stephen Silvani's playbook. For those not in the know of what Collingwood '90s footballers, Collingwood, no, no, Carlton, get sorry. behind me, Satan. Carlton footballers, get behind me, Sauce. <laughs> sauce. It's like I don't even have a co-host. <laughs> I'm so confused now. Much like this is what it feels to be a listener of this show. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So off the back of the success of Memoirs of a Geezer and uh, last week's... Lives of Mothers. We will now give you our dramatisation of Stephen Silvani's playbook. So, yeah, he was a footballer. He, I guess, what, he's doing nothing now, just retired? He does special comments, I think, for Channel 7. Is that like commentary or is yeah, that like yeah. less than commentary? Less than commentary. You just sort of pipe up every so often. It's like he tweets in or something. <laughs> <laughs> and for those not aware of the Silver Linings Playbook movie, mm. that is Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. He, they both got uh, mental disorders and they dance a lot. That's basically the plot. So I thought I would be a depressed Stephen Silvani uh, going through my playbook and you could come in as the... Uh, the lovely lady dancer, Ooh. and cheer me up. <laughs> All right, let's and kick it off. begin scene. Ah, oh, the boys gave 110% today. It really was a game of two halves. Um, uh, but the better team won on the day, and, and that wasn't my team. I, I really don't know how this went wrong. I, I had this perfect playbook, and uh, I guess uh, each player really played his own game, and you know it was all about teamwork, and yet just, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. It didn't come through for you, Stephen. You say you had the perfect playbook. You sound playbook. very manly for some reason. I'm just enraged. <laughs> I thought you were going to be a woman that's trying to cheer me up. This is, I just feel worse. Where's your lady <sighs> voice? Would this suit you better? Higher. 
higher would make me but feel better. Suit you better, Stephen. I like that. Oh, you tea. I feel a lot better. Do you come with the car? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this is only a solution that can be solved through dance. I I, I don't see how that's going to help. Please, Stephen, listen to me. I love you, and dancing is the only cure for a terrible football season. <laughs> Oh, so I've heard. Brendan Favola did get into that. Although I don't know that because that is in the future if I'm Stephen Silvani. <laughs> I just saw the future and Brendan Favola is on a show called Dancing with the Stars, I, but I, I, I don't know what it means. I didn't realise. I wish I could see the future and see better game plans, but, yeah, it's just not like that. Now I'm more depressed. Thanks. I feel that we've stumbled upon the reason that your playbook failed. Why? The other team were full of sidekicks. <laughs> full of sidekicks? Sidekicks, sidekicks. Oh, <laughs> I think we should enter this dance competition once and for all. Yeah. And should beat, we? Beat the psychic footballers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I just, I don't know what to do. I, I, my, t- my playbook's terrible. Yes, it is. And see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to breach the salary gap. It's the only way out. Well. The end. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like... This has been quite the educational uh, radio broadcast today. Ah, almost certainly. And I can't help but feel that I would be enriched if we reflect on that broadcast. It is. It would definitely end something you... Ensconce me? Entail something amazing. Sure. Uh, so what, what did you learn today, Ben? I learned that Vicky's dad... Was an early rising stripper. <laughs> I learned that uh, he invented breakfast because I become extremely rational if I haven't eaten. And stripping. He is the inventor of many things. He just uh, aims to make us all happy. <laughs> I, I learned that tiny horses win out against Asian babies every time. Hands down. Mm. Or hoofs down. Oh. Hmm. I uh, also learned that your police officer friend still can't catch the hamburger. <laughs> I learned that children around the world would cheer if that were to happen or cry. So obviously there's some nefarious children out there that enjoy crime. I remembered the story that I was meant to tell Uh, you earlier. Yeah, go on. Um, One time I was eating a hamburger. I'll race through it because we are meant to be finished. Um, And I felt a little extra weight on my hamburger suddenly. So I looked back towards it and my dog was hanging off the other end. What do you mean? Like suspended? Suspended from the air by its teeth. On the hamburger, was and this, I was on the other end, like it was Lady in the Tramp. Was this a titanium hamburger? I don't know how it happened. He just couldn't seem to bite through. But, yes, he was suspended off one end. Wow. Yes, impressive. and I was biting the other end. You say a little extra weight. How heavy is your dog? Two kilos. So, yeah, it was weighty for a hamburger. Oh. <laughs> I also learnt that pork gangnam style isn't as an exciting dish as you may think. I learned that some waiters are undercover. I learnt that they're not. <laughs> Vicky would like you to think that they're undercover. And I learnt that hot air balloons over crocodile pits are not the safest way to travel. <laughs> I learned that elephants never lie, and if you hear two trumpets in the distance, it means someone's telling you the truth. And that Superman <laughs> doesn't lie because of something the elephants taught him. <laughs> well, anyway, that's all we have time for you today, unfortunately. Uh, but if you want to text in and tell us how great the show was today, you still can get us on 0427 PMS PMS, or you can email us. Ben at InsaneRamblings.net. Vicky at InsaneRamblings.net. Or you can jump on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash propshows. And you can always podcast all of our previous and past shows. 
That's mm. right. And future shows yes. when we've done those. <laughs> not yet, though. We're not psychic footballers. So if you go to uh, propshowsle.com or insaneramblings.com, you can grab the podcast Insaneramblings.net. My mistake. And uh, we're going to go into a bit of Run Devil Run by Girls' Generation. Sorry for running over time, and we'll see you all next week. Same bat time, same bat station. Thanks for listening. So today's songs are quite obviously foreign language songs. So we're going to go into a bit of Rammenstein's Engel. Or should we, should we just wrap up and see what we've learned today? We're going to listen to some of Rammenstein's Engel. About 30 seconds of Angel? Yes. All right. <laughs> is pretty much the same. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can just guess. Sure. <laughs> Insane ramblings.